Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your bi-weekly source of gaming news, questions and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer. Joining me as always is June Williams. Hello. And Jeremy Bradstitch. Hello. You've got so many syllables in your name. <laughs> six. <laughs> yeah, six. Yeah. And then two for middle two for my middle name. That was much. I, mm. Yours is four. Yeah, your middle name. Yours is not, three. Not my middle name. My first, my my first and last name is four syllables. And yeah, you're June Williams. June Williams. Oh, that's really boring. <laughs> I have often said that more syllables means more interest. Yeah, I've said that too. Funnily, <laughs> <laughs> how is everyone? Welcome. Well, well, how is everyone? <laughs> um, yeah, right. Good. It's a nice day today. Yeah, I have scratches all over my legs from dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. June, June's June's family's new puppy Steffi mm. has come down here to Jeremy's house to play with Jeremy's housemate Steffi. It went well, I think. I don't know how it's going now because they are in the care of someone else. But I don't know if they're both inside now. So yeah, Winnie's probably outside. Winnie and Judy. Uh yeah, it's um it's been a couple of weeks and here we are again, uh back in person with Jeremy's new fancy toy doing all the all the heavy lifting for us, which is nice. Um if you aren't aware, this is the Minimap cast. This is for minimap.com.au. This is our li- our little podcast podcast. It's a little website where we put our podcast and writing and stuff like that about games and pop culture and things and occasionally reviews and articles and stuff like that. If you like that stuff, uh, head over to the website, give it a give it a look. Check out our our other podcasts, such as the Game Spoilers podcast, uh, which is our Game Club podcast. We recently we recently recorded an episode on Paratopic, which is a kind of a weird horror little bite sized game. We were talking about it, June. We reckon you'd really like it. I yeah, I looked at it when we were going to play it. Mm. Um, it looks, I do want to play it. It's very short. Yeah. What was the overall consensus? Uh, not really my bag, but yeah. interesting. And uh, Jeremy and Ollie were quite keen on it. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 quite good. It's written by um, Doc Burford, who uh, wrote Adios, which we which I spoke yeah. about last time. Yeah. Um, and then it's good dialogue in both. Uh, so yeah, there's also our uh, other podcast, The Pecking Order, where we rate the kissability and uh, well, that's it. That's it's, it. It's it's <laughs> definitely not a podcast about anything else. Uh, oh, you should have pop culture characters. You should have heard me um, pitch game spoilers the other day when we were to recorded. See, when I was at the beginning, just like um, oh yeah, yeah. introing yeah. it, and the way I described it, it's uh, like what well, we're the game spoilers podcast. We're an infrequent monthly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, I lost you. <laughs> you cracked up. It's very funny. <laughs> it's an innovative new uh, upselling technique. <laughs> Uh, if you like all of that stuff and you want to support us, you can uh, rate all the podcasts on your podcast service of choice. Uh, you can also uh, go to patreon.com slash minimapau uh, if you want to throw us a few dollars. Uh, we also want to thank Shook for letting us use the Moog model, the improv from their YouTube channel. Uh, you can find, uh, for our music that is, you can find more of Shook's music and listen to it at shook.bandcamp.com. Um, here we are in the, in the, in the podcast proper. Um, Jeremy, do you want to go first or shall I? Well, do you want to talk about Outriders first? Yeah, why don't we talk about Outriders? That's a good idea. Yeah. 
Um, we can we can have our different opinions in another game that we have both played. Yeah. This time we haven't actually played together, um, which is not which is not often that we both play a game that we can play together, and we just haven't yet. That's true. Pitch me the game. Yeah, do you know much about Outriders? No, so it's from... So you sound like everybody else in the world in terms of <laughs> regarding Outriders. Yeah, it's just kind of had this swell as it released where like it's doing numbers, which is interesting. Um, published by Square Enix. Uh, made by People Can Fly, which is the studio who has worked on some Gears of War games in the past, but also is responsible for Bulletstorm. Okay. That was their... Last big claim to fame, I think. For the PS3. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do they work on Pain? Pain? Yeah. I don't what is Pain? Is, is it, it Max? No, as, as in a game where you got to like run around and like hurt yourself and keep talking, I'll find it. All right. Uh, when it was demoed, it was kind of had that, you know, that like Epic Games vibe from when that, when that came out, where it was, you know, large people killing things and blood and mud and... When did this game come out? April 1st. Oh, okay. So it's recent. When I say debuted, I mean like the trailer. Okay. Yeah. But funnily enough, People Can Fly is X Epic Games Poland. That is the studio that it was until 2015. But it was, no, but it was called that in when they made Bulletstorm. Was it? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Until 2015. Yeah. So they made Bulletstorm like 2012. Yeah. Until 2015, they were Epic Games Poland. But they were called People Can Fly in 2012 when they published. Bulletstorm. Not sure. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, people can fly, right? They made this game. Uh, yeah, published by Square Enix, which is really weird. It's a it's a cover-based third-person shooter. Uh, it's got Destiny-style loot. Um, it's got four playable classes that each have their own skills. Um, and there's like a skill tree that goes with it. Uh, Painkiller was the game I was talking about. Right. It's not the game that I thought I was talking about. Never heard of it. <laughs> it's a Dreamcast game. Sorry, no, it's not. Sorry, published by Dreamcatcher. I saw the I saw Dream <laughs> and then a, I saw Dream in a big C, and I'm like Dreamcast. <laughs> That's so funny. It's an Xbox game. Um, so yeah, sounds pretty generic when you put all its parts together. And you know what? It kind of is in some ways. Uh, the story is pretty. Yeah. Um, it's so generic sci-fi. It's like, uh, what is it? You, Earth. Earth ran out of natural resources and there were two ships leaving Earth with what they could fit of humanity on it and one of the ships blew up. And you are on the second ship and you've all been in cryostasis until you landed on this this planet, Enoch, 87,000 years away or whatever. So everyone wakes up and they're like, we're going to make sure this planet's habitable. And you as the outrider, as a group of outriders, you land first as like mercenaries and you make sure the planet's habitable, and you find out it isn't, but someone calls down the landing anyway. And so the That's last of you... kind of ma- interesting. It's you kind seen, of interesting. You've seen Avatar? Yeah. It's the beginning of that. Okay. No, as in, like, Blue People Avatar, not Last Yeah. Ending. Yeah. It's the beginning of that. Kind of. Anyway, they land on the planet, and then they're like, oh, yeah, this place sucks and, like, destroys all of our electronics. And so it turns into humanity fighting for survival on this random planet. Except your character gets altered by the anomaly. And so you get powers, except you don't know that because you then go back into cryostasis for 30 years. What? And then when you wake up, the whole world's changed and you're like, this is insane. There's, whole, there's a whole war going on and people who you landed with on the first day have turned into hardened war veterans and they're like, oh, but you're altered now. You have powers because out, out the other side have powers as well, but now we've got you and you can help us. Okay. 
It's bad. I it's would just side with the aliens, probably. Yeah. Yeah, there's not that many I aliens. was in that situation. The, 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 some aliens. The, you're not fighting against aliens is the thing. It's like... Yeah, I mean, you like are. The, yeah, you are. No, but, but I mean, as in, like, it's the war between two humans. Yes. It's sides. the war between the, like, yeah. the colonize authority. Okay. And the, the populace that woke up to no resources or food or water. The majority of the levels I've played, which is less than carry, has been shooting people. Yes. Is it still the same for when... I've... I, I, I fought a big spider boss in a volcano. Okay. Alien yeah. spider. Yeah. Chris. Volcano Did spider. Did it have an extra leg? Uh, it was It was like loose, right? It didn't have an extra leg. It had like a different face. I, I, I didn't count its legs. Uh, spider-like, big lava abdomen. And then it like went into the magma. And then it popped out with this like, it became like a spider on a tentacle. Ew. Which is really weird. I'm like, where did that come from? Where did your tentacle come from? You've become like a hand when before you were like a whole body. Anyway. You beat it? I did. Good job. Thanks. Uh, the story is told really poorly. Yeah, all the cutscenes have shaky cam, which yeah. some people don't like. I'm not a, I don't worry about the shaky cam too much, but the writing is just... It's, it's got this edgy, like, mature, like, everyone's saying fuck and shit and... Ass. Everyone says ass a lot. Yeah. And, and this goddamn anomaly, you know, like... It's like, all a bit naff. It's so naff. The story's not that fantastic. Okay. Everybody's like a cop. Like, everybody well, Everybody feels like a cop is the thing. Like, because not everybody is, but, like, everybody's got that, like... Cop adjacent. Yeah. Everybody's got this, like, power trip authority thing going on at all times. And it leads everybody to become really kind of, like, bro-y sometimes. Yeah. And my character is, like, one of the most unlikable characters I've ever played in a video game. Yeah. There's this one heinous cutscene for a side mission. It's it's absolutely <laughs> dog shit. It's so bad. Like, it's there's so this bad. really nice vendor who's like, come and see my, my wares. Mr. Chang. Mr. Chang, that's right. And he's like, oh, don't worry about that stuff in the in the front. All the, all the good stuff's here in the back. And then this random thug shows up and says, should have paid, old man, and shoots him with these really <laughs> stiff animations. And then the guy's standing there with the gun and your, your character, like, turns to him and, like, eyes glow blue because you're altered. And the guy goes, oh, oh, you're altered, I didn't know. And then, like, kneels on the ground, puts their hand behind their head, you take their gun. And, the gu- and your character's like, why'd you do that for? He was about to show me the good stuff. It's like, and then you just shoot him. You're like, who do you work for? He's like, oh, uh, Barker for the hounds. Like your character is just like heinous. Sure. Yeah. Um, All right. Here's the question then. Yeah. Why are you playing this game? It's on Game Pass (laughs) on day one. At least that's why I'm playing it. Kerry's doing work for IGN for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. A couple of cool things about Outriders. It's had a free demo since February Mm. on all platforms. The demo is still up. It's going to be up forever. Well, for the foreseeable future, and your pr- progression carries across. It's a oh, it's a trial. Yeah, nice. basically, it's 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 not time limited. It's like level limited and yeah. area limited. So you yeah. can play the first couple of areas in the game as much as you like. You can try out all of the classes, which is honestly the strongest part of this game is all the classes. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so it's it's that's one of the neatest things with it. You can try it absolutely totally free, and see if and and I reckon there's enough content in there to get an accurate view of the game. Um, but yeah, the other, the other part of it is that is honestly the best is the, the, the classes and their abilities and stuff like that. So like I said, there's four classes. There's a Technomancer who's like a long distance sniper with like gadgets. There's a Pyromancer who's like medium range and has like lots of fire skills. There's the Trickster who's like a, 
uh, teleporty. Like, yeah, like a magic teleporting kind of like, like close the, range. The rogue class. Yeah, but like magic rogue. Like you don't have any blades, but you've got like a like a magic like scythe and you just like cut people down with it and like Mirage Apex. What? Like Mirage Apex. Nah, more magic. It's kinda magic. He's all tech magic y though. That's what that's what I that's what I think when you say trickster. It's like uh mm, No, he's less like that. he's less deceptive and more just like in and out. Quick, 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 get in, slash the people, bounce out. And then there's also the Devastator who's like a tank. Um, something unique with all of them is they all have a unique healing ability. So the Technomancer heals um, passively through skill and weapon damage, which means they, if they're in close and there's lots of enemies around them, they can't heal enough to uh, like survive the like onslaught of like direct fire. But from in the back, when people are shooting at them from the back, they can heal passively. The Pyromancer heals when you like mark them with your skills. It's like, oh, you damage that one with your fire abilities. When you kill that one, you're going to get some health back because you like marked them. Uh, and the Trickster and Devastate have to be close range. But the, the way those healing abilities key into the different abilities as well, because they've all got different class abilities, really makes each class feel unique and different. And different scenarios play out incredibly differently depending on the class you play. Um, I haven't. There's no dud class. They're all. They've all got really yeah. great abilities. Like the pyromancer's got this great like firewall you can use, or you can damage them all and get a bunch of healing. The devastator's got this weird like you like jump up in the air and then you can like crash down into and just pulverize people. Like there's a, all of these abilities. They feel fantastic. Um, and you, you notice them in the battlefield as well when you're playing with others. Um, so it's it's definitely its strongest gameplay aspect, I reckon. Yeah. Which is a shame because the shooting is kind of... It's, it's, it, it, as, as far as third-person shooters go, it's kind of middling. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Um, like, the, the actual bullet stuff is okay. Um, the cover system is, like, really not great. Yeah, it's pretty unresponsive at times. It, like, I, I'll be, like, mashing the getting cover button and the character either won't or will, like, will easily leave the cover system in a yeah. way that's really annoying. Um yeah. The the enemies are like really dumb, but they they also just like melt you. So I I had like a PlayStation which was like terrible, which made me like turn off the game and like say fuck this out loud. Which was like I was in I was in like an arena, and there was a boss that when it got to a certain amount of health, it would just heal and it would almost fully heal every single time. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do here? And so I was like trying I'm trying to like do as much damage as I can in a short burst. So using all of my abilities at once, using my strongest weapons. And I'm doing all this and I'm getting like maybe two thirds of it down and then it just heals and I can't interrupt the heal because I'm not doing enough damage to interrupt its heal and so it's healing back up again. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? And it keeps killing me over and over and over again. And I keep re-trying, retrying, retrying. I'll kill an enemy, it'll drop a gun, I'll swap to a better gun. I was slowly got my numbers high enough that I could kill the fucking thing. And I ended up killing it by getting it stuck. I was like in cover and it was on the other side of the cover, and it just was just shooting into the cover the entire time. And I was blind firing over the cover, so I wasn't getting damaged nearly as much until its health just disappeared. Um, then when that happened, I I am the trickster, so I can blink around and, and teleport and, and damage enemies. There was like five enemies left, and one of the abilities that I've got is like that like the big slash, which will, which will damage enemies. Um, and it mo- it kills most enemies at once, um, in, in one shot rather so I blinked in all the enemies were together so I did the slash got them all in with the slash and I went neat and then all of a sudden 
like six or seven more enemies just like appeared next to me and they melted me and I died. And this was after like 40 minutes, maybe half an hour in this fucking mission. And I'm sitting there like, what the fuck was that? And like, they had some server issues that day as well. So it might've been that, but it was so off-putting. It was so incredibly off-putting. Was that the last time you played? Yes. Yeah. Um, you gonna go play it again? I'll play a little bit more, I think. Yeah, we should we should do a, we should do another try session with yeah, all of us. Yeah, try. yeah, yeah. Like I, 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 yes. Like I, I do want to play it with people. Um, I've only played it on my own on the Xbox because it's mm. on Game Pass. Um, crossplay. Mm. Full yeah, crossplay. Let's That's go cool. crossplay, which is neat. Um, it's like really, it, it's a it's an extraordinarily unimpressive game. Um, it does some cool things, but it it it's it's not the best at anything. Yeah. It's not it's it's not the worst at anything either, but it's it's only like good in some parts and bad in other parts. And it reminds me very much of like a middle of the road, like middle console generation, like random action shooter that came out during the PS3 era. Fuse. Yeah, like Fracture, Haze. Haze, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Haze. Um I thought the cover art for that game looked so sweet. Haze. Haze. Yeah, with the yellow helmet and the, the crack. Yellow with helmet, the eye. Yeah. yeah, no, that was a sick cover art. <laughs> I always um, wanted to buy that game and I'm so, so glad I. I never did. Yep. Also so did also so am I. <laughs> um That was something as well which I've forgotten. Like it, it has like some interesting mechanics. Like it's got like a world level. So like the more you damage enemies, it'll increase your level, which is you have your personal level, but you also have a level of the world and the world determines your difficulty, but also like at what stage rebuilding your world is at. It's called world tier. World tier, um, which I think is a neat idea. The social space seems really odd. It's not the only one. Yeah, no, but I mean like as in, in terms of its function is, is it's very, it's very destiny, very Avengers, but it like, I feel like I'm, I'm doing less there than I am in those games. It, Yes, you are, because it's it's not meant to be the tower. It's not meant to be the helicarrier. It you move you move on from that area, like right, okay, like you 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 move away from it. You travel past it, right? You travel away from it. That makes me know, know even less of the point of that area. Then <laughs> it's just an early game vendor spot, you know. Yeah, it's 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 not like a. If get, they're, if they're it's trying not to do... a get bounties here area. It's just like there's a couple of shops. Yeah, but like I think like. Uh, they they try and do world building stuff in that area as well, and the like world Mr. Chang, yeah, like Mr. Chang, or like or like the museum lady, um, yeah, and like the world is just so ugly and uninteresting that I like not as in visually ugly as in it's a everyone's it, unhappy. Yeah, it's a gross world. There's no like redeemable characters, um, and I'm sitting there going like I can't believe this is it. Yeah. Um, and I was I was talking to Kerry about this the other day about how I'm, I was trying to think of the who is this game for? This game coming out on Game Pass Day One was a big deal for that for this game. This game would have no play base if it didn't do that. And I think it has genuinely done a very good job for that game and for all people who have got Game Pass. Getting a Square Enix live service game on Day One is like that's pretty cool. Yeah. I wouldn't be playing it probably if it didn't. Yeah. Um. You wouldn't pay money for this game, no. Yeah. Um. And and I'm trying to think of like who is this game? Who is it? Because this that was decided quite late in the marketing for the game. Um, I think we only found out like maybe a month ago now maybe that it less. Was, yeah, like maybe l- even less than a month before release that it was going to come to Game Pass Day One. Yeah. 
Um, and I'm trying to think of the people who who would have played this game or who would enjoy this game, and it's people who like the Avengers game. Um, because it's that kind of loot ludo game. You go on missions. There is a world. There is a story, and like it plays similarly in terms of like the the overall structure of the game, not gameplay wise, but the structure yeah. of the game. And then I thought, I can't believe Square Enix has released a competitor to its own game, which has already had a failing player base. Yeah, yeah. Th- this game has already peaked. Uh, past Avengers ever had. Oh, so um, much! It's it's it did more numbers than like Borderlands Two ever did on Steam. Yes, and and like that's definitely because of Game Pass. Yeah. Um, which is like you know not a not a knock against it. People did try that game, and they all had to be playing at the same time to they get that peak. So like that's a good thing for them. But they're like eating at their own player base now with their other game. Um, and I don't. Really, I mean, you know, I've had this conversation before, but I don't really know the point of either of these. I don't know if Square really knows the point of either of these, and yeah. I also do not trust Square. I trust Square as far as I can throw them to keep supporting this game after a year. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's a weird ass game. It's weird that this is done better than the Avengers game. You know, just on just on paper. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I mean, like theoretically, an Avengers game should be the biggest hit in the world. Exactly. And I think the style of game they made for the Avengers doesn't fit with that. Um, which is why this has done better because this fits more with a looter game than an Avengers style game does. Mm. So it's weird. Yeah, it's a weird time mm. for me. I was I was re- reflecting on it um, yesterday at the same time as seeing some new footage for uh, remastered Mass Effect Collection, and I'm looking at the gameplay and I'm like. Oh, this is just better Outriders 10 years ago. Yeah. And now I'm sitting here thinking, I don't want people to get burnt out on Outriders. Mass Effect comes out and they're like, oh, I just played this game. Because Mass Effect is better Outriders. It just is. You've got the better like tech, sci-fi, magic abilities, an infinitely better sci-fi story, way more likable characters. Like, honestly, if you're... If anyone's listening to this and you're playing Outriders and you're getting kind of sick of it but you don't know what else to do, ditch it if you haven't played Mass Effect before <laughs> because there's no point. It's just not worth getting sick of Outriders and third-person action combat with like sci-fi tech magic abilities if it means that you're not going to enjoy Mass Effect because there's so much to enjoy in Mass Effect. Mm. It is very funny you said that for two reasons. One, I don't think anybody's going to get burnt out on Outriders because I don't <laughs> think anyone's going to play it enough to get burnt out I on think, I think people will. There's a hook there. Like having sure. having progressed past some of that stuff and having played all of the things, there's a hook to keep you going. Okay. It's enjoyable. Uh, the other funny thing is that there was a Twitter thread going around maybe four or five days ago explaining the amount of developers that have been chasing Mass Effect as a game that they can make. Huh. Um and like them literally citing Outriders as as the as the as the latest one to chase Mass Effect. As in be- developers played Mass Effect years ago and went, fuck, I would love to make one of these. Yeah. And no one's really come close. Yeah, I I'd, I'd say this is close in terms of gameplay acumen. Like sure. moment to moment gameplay is quite good. Yeah. Because of the skills. Apart from the cover. Yeah. Because of the skills, it's quite good. But mm. yeah. So anyway, Outriders, it's a it's a it's a really unique thing. They picked the perfect window for it to come out. You know, it's not surrounded by anything else just for the last couple of weeks and coming up for the next couple of weeks. Mm. You know, Mar- May and June are kind of full up. And, you know, Mass Effect, Ratchet, um, school holidays at the moment. Yeah, it's yeah, I mean, it's rated R, which is nuts. Uh. But all of the shooting is so gory. But 
It's um like April's just got this Pokemon and Resident Evil, right? Returnal May. as well. Returnal is April? Isn't 30th. Resident Evil's May, isn't it? Oh, maybe it got I think it's May. Maybe oh, I don't think so. I saw a thing at at uh, eBay this morning. Oh, it's okay. like May, I think. Unless I read it wrong. It's soon. Number of weeks. Yeah. Wow. Returnal sure is April 30th, huh? Yeah. Same day as Pokemans. And Resident Evil is May 7. Yeah. So, yeah, they're all close. So, yeah, they picked the perfect time. Their their, their demo strategy, I think, is fantastic. I, I want to see more of that. Mm, yeah, a playable slice of the opening of the game. You get to keep your stuff. You get to get a good sense of it. Start new characters. Test the classes. I think it's the it's hands down one of the best parts about this game. But um, it's got its issues. Yeah. Um. Why don't mm, uh, Why don't I jump in here? Sure. Nah. Uh, <laughs> go for it, Jeremy. You're next. All right. Um. <laughs> So, I've been playing more Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, I bought it. Oh, you did? I, I spent money on it. I didn't realize you, you, you took the plunge. I did. Um, it was 50% off for the complete edition, which included all the DLC. Thus um, far. Thus far. Um, as well as like a month of like, because once you buy the game, you then have to start paying monthly fee. Um, so, it came with a month, um, which I think would be enough of me to figure out if I'm going to keep playing the game. Um but it's been it's been good. I'm I'm out of the starting area. I'm into story. I've met the villains, like not as in met, but I've seen cutscenes with the villains. Um, it's been really quite good. They've been telling an an interesting story. They've been telling it quite well. Um, and I I'm I'm doing the thing that I always should be doing in MMOs, which I don't often do, but I'm I am now actually telling myself to do it, which is not taking every single quest. Yeah. Taking quests, but looking at the level of the quest and then deciding if it's worth my time to do it. Because mm. if it's not, then there's no point doing it and I'm wasting time. I I realized that when we did our session the other time. Mm. And I was like, oh, man, there's so much dialogue to take a pumpkin somewhere. It's like, I didn't have to take that quest. No. And it didn't give me that much. No. So, yeah. no, Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I am level 22 now and I'm taking things that are between 18 and 25. Um uh, I got up to the dungeon, my first dungeon in the game. I did not play it because I didn't have time to like actually commit to it. Um, but that'll be what I'm going to be doing next, which is cool. Um, they like they onboarded me a little bit with like some of their systems of like how to get into players and joining clans and all that stuff. So I I joined a guild because I was in a social space and someone DM be being like, "Hello, everyone, Jez." Or no, that's not my name on there. But like, "Hello, Jeremy. You want to join a guild?" <laughs> and I was like, "What's sure. you?" I was like, "What's your guild?" And and they were like, "Oh, are you new?" And I'm like, "Yes." And they were like, "Well, this is our guild. We're pretty chill. It's basically just good if you need to ask questions, we're there to answer questions if you need us." I was like, "Great, cool. Send me an invite." <laughs> and they were friendly. Great, um, which was lovely. Um, I joined a very big social space which had a ton of people everywhere. Oh man! And I was like, "Oh, this is cool." And I'm like looking at everybody's gear, and everyone's got like cool mounts, and like someone had like a flying car, and <laughs> um. Then, like, I don't know. So what I couldn't tell, which I would love if this is, if, if the case is, when I got into the crowded area, there was a ton of, like, sounds of people walking and muttering. There was, oh. like, like people, like, like, as if they were having conversations. Like crowd noise. Yeah, crowd noises. And I couldn't tell if it was because that area is a social space that people go to often or 
when you get to an area that has X amount of people, mutter sounds get turned <laughs> up a little bit. And I would love if it's if it, if it was the latter. That would be such a cool thing if if this group of people all walked together, the mutter sounds continued from wherever you were. <laughs> that would be really sick. I don't know if that's the case. Um but yeah, I've 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 been enjoying it. The music is really nice. Like the it's a it's a really nice looking MMO um as well. It's it's got some really good visuals and getting into being a a, a true top thumper. I'm very interested to see if you will continue yeah, me too. after the month. Mm. Good uh, job. You should have got in when Domino's did that, I know. that pizza deal. I know. <laughs> God, that was a good deal. That was a great deal. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't a good deal for me because I ended up paying twenty dollars for one Domino's pizza. So what you were supposed to get like three? Yeah, three. For, was it three for fifty and Shadowbringers or yeah. whatever? But Grace didn't have any money at the time, so she's like, "Do you want to split this?" I'm like, "Yeah, I oh, guess." Yeah, no, that's a bad deal for you. Yeah, so it ended up it, being bad for me. It's good like, you paid a premium price for some pizza. Yeah, I did, and I didn't get a game with it. Because so. <laughs> the the deal was it was like sixty bucks, and yeah. you got like a thirty dollar Domino's deal and the game the for game. thirty dollars. Yeah. Which the game at that point was probably still about sixty five. Yeah. So bucks. you split the price of the game with with your I got a, yeah, and I got a twenty five dollar pizza and some garlic bread. Oh, <laughs> 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 not even a good pizza, a Domino's pizza. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Mm. I, I paid thirty bucks for the complete edition, yeah. which is a that's totally a good price yeah. for that as well as a month of game. Mm. Um, How much is a monthly? I don't actually know. That's a great question. It's probably about twelve bucks. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, sixteen maybe. I doubt it. That that'd be a bit much. What was that face when I you said sixteen? I just like, like twelve or sixteen. It's like the two MMO numbers. Subscription price, like Audible, is sixteen dollars. So I feel like maybe. Wow, used to be fourteen. Uh, so this is. It looks to be the. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Google says, uh, I think this is in USD. Okay. But the monthly price is uh, for thirty days is fifteen dollars a month. Okay. So, okay. And so then you can buy it in larger quantities 17. for a slight discount. Yeah. Which is like everything. Yeah. So that that seems that seems a bit for an MMO like close yeah. to twenty bucks. Does seem a little bit. Uh, I guess it has a lot of content. Considering you paid thirty dollars for the for the game, for the for for the DLC packs, that's how they get you. I mean, you know, yeah, that is how they get yeah. you. But also, like thirty dollars for like three or four four years of DLC. Yeah, that that, that that's that's not bad. And like good DLC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. You know, provide I can get there. Yeah. Um, like, uh, what's the develop? What's the the lead on that game? I don't know his name. Y- Yoshi P. I the think? guy that's doing sixteen. As yeah. Well, yeah. Um. He was saying that like he's happy with Final Fantasy fourteen being a game that people come back to literally just for the big events yeah. and then play out those and then like they have obviously content for people who want to play all the time. Um but he is not you know, he he's not one to make a, a full on live service game. There there's not a lot of retention in that game, mm. interestingly. There's not a lot of daily rewards, there's no Come back every day and well, do this I mean, a bunch you're of not time. at level cap, like no, but as in like the stu- the structure of that game, like d- doesn't have that. Mm. What? How does it get you then? The game is just good. Mm. Um, like th- he specifically said, like yeah, like we're not we're not fo- we're not big focused on on retention, not big focused. Mm. Um, focus big. I've been playing Disco Elysium Final Cut. 
Mm-hmm. Yay. Um, because uh, if you already own that on Steam, then you got that Final Cut version huh, as, a, as a download. Cool. I don't yeah. know if I want it. I think we had this conversation, didn't we? So, so I, like, I, I, was, I was agreeing with you, but yeah. playing it, um, it's nice to have. Okay. Um, you're doing the thing where... Can you, like, you turn it off? <laughs> can you turn it off? I, I, don't, I don't know if you can turn it off. Okay. I haven't wanted to. Okay. Um, I think because the, like, you know, the, what was already in there, but now it's all really good. Yeah. All the voice acting is great, but I'm not listening to all of it. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I am, I'm reading ahead, and then I'm. But uh, what I find is like I can't read ahead while someone's also talking to me at the same time. Mm, get distracted. By I it. get distracted by it, and yeah. then I have to like, well, I have to look away and wait till they finish talking to me, and the way they read it slow because it's well voice acted. But like, even when what you're reading is what they're saying. Yeah, but they read it slower than I read it on the screen. Yeah, Sorry, no. they speak it slower than I read it on the screen. Sure, I okay. Um, I don't have that issue. Um, like, Good for like, you. like w- w- when I'm reading ahead, um, like I will follow them for the first couple words, and then I will go and finish it off. And if if I'm really into it, then I'll just listen and and yeah. keep going. Um, it makes the game more <laughs> more immersive. Like I I am. It, it's it it's uh, it's uh, it's more engaging now. Um, I think. Uh, with with the the fully voice acted, it, the world does feel more real now because I know how every character is saying certain words. Um, like for example, like like the bully kid at the beginning when you find the body, um, he has got quite a lot of dialogue. Yeah, he does. Um, and now that it is all spoken, his voice is fucking annoying. His though. voice is so I don't annoying. Want to listen to no, him. no, it's What's good his though. Name? Um, I d- don't. Remember. He talk- he speaks in third person. Yeah, I should really remember that. I really, really don't remember his name. Um, anyway, but all of all of the internal conversations you have as well, those are all can now completely voiced in a way that's super sick. That's cool. It's really I know cool. that the one that you hear in your dreams is voiced, mm. but what about the like electro stim, like all of the yeah, those ones? all They're of all, the, voiced? all of the different cool. personalities all have different voices because they weren't no no they so weren't no that's cool. I like um, that. It's it's really cool. Um, I'm I'm real I'm really enjoying it. Um, I mean that game is just still very good. What are you up to? Uh, I keep dying. <laughs> I How? Keep dying. Um, I died because I got so stressed that I had a heart attack. <laughs> Again? Um, no, last time I had a heart oh, attack. You got slapped. No, last time I fell over and had like a concussion and then I had a heart attack and died. Right. <laughs> um, this time I was in a meeting with somebody and I was trying to act tough and they kept on being tougher than me to the point where my I got so stressed. Like my to the point where my heart was beating so hard from trying to act tough in front of this like this uh like corrupt guy the the boss at the the, the, the docks yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. What's um, his name? I don't remember i literally and he's grilling you about your fucking gun or your badge or no your gun and yeah that and like oh no, no did i have a heart attack or did i oh no i got so stressed i had like a, like i had a like a psychosis attack <laughs> And then I got fired because I started like saying fuck everything and yelling at everybody and screaming at everybody that I got fired. And then like newspaper was like detective disgraced, fired, <laughs> like loses his mind, all that stuff. Um, game's really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really good. Um, I saw a review of it recently, which described it as um, like if, if you could, if you can play one game, you should play this game. Um, which I think I, I think is a really interesting take because it's not a it's not a very gamey game. I it's don't know if I agree with that because I don't think I would recommend it to everyone. I don't think it's a game you can recommend to everyone. I think I think it's uh, it's so I heavy. Would re- I would recommend everybody try it. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. it's it is a it is a very heady game, but it's also very 
it it it's a very um what's what's the word like it, it is un it doesn't change it doesn't change for you at all it's like uh it is this game and it will not apologetic uh, yeah it's yeah. unapologetic um yeah. it's it is uncompromising mm. um is the word i was looking for um it is this game and whether you like it or not is entirely up to you if yeah. you like it or not mm. um because it it gives you it it gives you so much to work with um, and if you decide you don't like it, then you decide you don't like it, but it's going to be like fine without mm. you basically. Um, it's, it's, it's a very fascinating game. Great. Cool. I'm glad that game's continuing to get more attention. Mm. Me um, too. I do need to go and play it at some point. Is the story very like intense? Yeah. And like, there's like fucked up shit. It's a lot yeah. of, um, yeah, it is fucked up. I think it's like what I've said it before, but like what gets me, it's like, it's very political and right. Um, a lot of reading, big words. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the the developers when they're on stage at the Game Awards, thank thank Mark and, and yeah. Angles. Um, but like the game is, yeah, it it is uh extraordinarily political. Uh, it is also incredibly funny. Yes, it yeah. is, it is an extremely if it, funny if it game. was just. Po- like politics and like nothing else, I would not enjoy it mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, but it has so much more. Like it does have a lot of heart, and the characters are so interesting, and there's so much to all the characters. Mm. Um, there are no one note characters. You can dig deep into everybody that I've met so far and find out a different side to them in a way that is really, really engaging. Um, and, and it, it brings out the world really well as well. Mm. Final game I've been playing. Genesis Noir is a. How did I describe the game, Kerry? It was a. It's a. It's a. So Genesis Noir is. You said jazz, and I was in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Genesis Noir is an adventure game, like an old school style adventure game, where you will be walking around a space and clicking on things until they do things, and you click on more things until like they do. Like point things. and click on things. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, but it, it's not a. You don't have an inventory full of items. You need to combine and then put. X item into Y and Y item into Z. Um, it is very situational and you're not going to carry things from section to section. Um, th- this game is really fascinating. It is not what I thought it, it would be. Um, I watched a trailer for it, but the trailer is quite vague and that's because the game is quite vague as well. It is a, it is a, a noir story. Um, it has got a lot of like 40s art deco jazz sort of stuff. Um, and the, the 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 base story, when doing no reading into it at all, is um, a saxophone player uh, has shot um, a singer, a jazz singer, and you are finding out you are finding out what happened when they fired the gun. I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> You are a person who is a watch seller who goes up to people on a street with a trench coat and opens a trench coat like, hey, buddy, want to buy a watch? <laughs> um, and you have no money and you find out about this and you live in a clock. <laughs> like 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 a clock tower, not like a clock. Um, the game is also... Up the Big Bang. I'm like, what? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, so the Big Bang is actually the... Like the gun, yeah. Like so, so the 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 meta structure of the game that you are walking around in is 
like the gunshot, like the big bang is the bullet firing out of the gun. And you see this really abstract, like the game is very abstract already, but you see this great abstract representation of the gun getting fired out of the bullet and the bullet, like the the gunfire is huge and you are entering different points of the bullet explosion at the singer but you're also learning about the origin of the universe through that lens. Mm. Um, like things about like space dust and black holes and how did planets come into being. Um, it is, it's really neat. Um, it, it, it's really quite cool. It's, it's, I think it's maybe a little bit like, it's maybe a little bit too big for its own britches in some <laughs> way. Like, I don't know if all of it lands. Um, most of it lands and it, its style is through the roof that it'll carry you through the parts that don't quite land as much anyway. The music is quite good. The character moments are sort of few and far between for the most part. Um, you do have some moments where you're interacting with the other characters that are part of the story. Um, but for the most part, there are only these three main characters, which is you and the, the, the um, saxophonist and the, the singer. Um, but they do some some like heavyish like origin of the universe stuff, like some 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 proper Genesis stuff. They will have sections where it will just be the introduction to the level is someone reading out scientific text of how the universe begins. Oh, Jesus. Um, but it's like done to jazz music, and I'm sitting there going like, whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it's it's really it's quite cool. I don't know. It's not very long. I think it's only about three hours. Okay. Um, I'm maybe two thirds of the way through. Um, it's, it's a strange game. It's a really cool looking game and it, it, it really, it really leans on a style that you don't see often in games. Um, and they've committed to it and stuck that landing that would have made or break this game. Mm. Um, if this game didn't look the way it looked, it would not be very good. Mm. Um, and that's not to say the gameplay is bad. The gameplay is, is, is fine. It is just basic puzzles of getting from point A to point B and and everything in between. But um, it, it coming together, it is, I, I would say it is more than some of its parts, even when some of its parts don't quite hit that landing. <laughs> That's funny. Um, it, it's it's really interesting. I think, it was, I think it was about 17 or 20 bucks on Switch. Um, I would recommend playing it on PC because on the Switch, you just have a cursor. You are moving around with the joystick. Is it on Game Pass? It is on Game Pass also. On PC? On PC. I'm not sure about Xbox. <laughs> there you go. There's not that many games that are on the PC Game Pass that aren't on Xbox. That is true. It's more the other way around. Yes. Oh, man. I saw the logo of Sea of Thieves. You still got a what? I just saw the logo of Sea of Thieves. And got <laughs> yeah. I um I rewatched. Oh, that is huge. Whoa. Sorry, I'm just just really got a really quick clip up on the screen. It's to the big show bang. Like. Yeah, that art style is really neat. Yeah, like it is a very cool um, game. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, like it. Like, wow. Like uh, like the art style really really takes it a long way. Um, and that's that's not a that's not a slight a- against the gameplay. It is like it's a feature. Yeah, yeah. It, it it is a bonus because of the of the art style. Um. It's it is a it is a really neat game. Um, it is sort of a a like it's it's an indie game, but it feels like it's it's got a little bit of a it it's got some real like class behind it. Mm. Um, it's so it, handcrafted. Yes, 
there's 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 a lot of pedigree going on through the game. So yeah, and it's got cool space stuff, cool universe stuff. I like that shit, and it it, it they they give it to you in a, in a strange way. Wow, that was an awesome trailer, and I couldn't yep. even hear it. Yep. Wow. That's Genesis Noir. That's go. everything I've been playing. Nice. I think. What I reckon we'll do is uh, minor. I've got a. I've got a. I've got a few games here, and they're but some of them are pretty quick. So I reckon maybe let's have a break. We'll go to the question corner, and mm-hmm. then we'll wrap back around to what I've been playing. Sure. Uh, cool. What's the question for the week, June? Who's your favorite animal companion from a game? I think I probably worded that better in the document. <laughs> you said animal partner in the document. Yeah. I think you. I think you nailed it. Thanks. I don't have an answer. I need to have a think. Once we all have a think, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. Boy, there seems to be uh, a lot of answers to this question, but uh, everyone picks the same ones when you look online. <laughs> <laughs> June, what's the question for the week? What's your favorite animal companion in a video game? So, uh, we, were, we were thinking about this and we were looking up some, you know, trying to get some inspiration for this when we were just in a break just then. Uh, we're ruling out Pokemon, everyone. Pokemon do not count. Uh, there's too many of them and they are all better than most options. I like, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe we could do... No, there's too many. Um, I have two answers. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, fire away, body. Body. Uh, the first body. one is one I just thought of, which I'm glad I thought of. It's the penguin in Umarangi. <laughs> That's an animal companion <laughs> if I've ever seen one. Oh, it's a friend. It's a friend. Well, we, we had this conversation. It's like, what is the difference between a companion and a friend? And a pet. And a pet. Yeah. Pet is ownership. I think companion yeah. is one that you are... A companion is someone that you do things with. I wouldn't call... You could be a pet. I don't think I would call my friends companions, though. I, th- I think you could... But it's but a different kind of friendship for a, a companion and a friend. They're yeah. different. Okay, but if you had someone that you went with everywhere yeah. that was like platonic, yeah. that'd be a companion. That'd be a friend. It's the same thing. What are, we, what are we trying to okay. discuss here? What, I think we're just trying to determine <laughs> companion. What's, a, okay, so what's an example of a companion that's not a friend? Like, I feel like with the penguin, he's like part of your friendship group. Yeah. So I feel like it has to be more of a I reckon that that, that whole group goes through pet. hell together though. I reckon they they're companions, you know. They're I think that no, I think what I'm saying is I think there has to be more of like in the terms of animals, I think there has to be more of a power difference. Uh, so like a little bit a step up from a pet. But but not a friend. Right. But okay. a companion. But you can say that that's a good answer. So m- my other one was D-Dog from Metal Gear 5. That's that not just, a bad is that one. just a dog? It's just a dog, but like Excellent. you take that dog into hell. Cool. I love it. And then also like you can make it poop when you want to. Yeah. And and, and you get pets. it as a pup and then as as you progress through the game, like it, it gets it gets right. bigger. It's really See, well good. animated. I like that. It's it's a, it's a really good it's a one of the can top, you pat it? top tier dogs. Yes, Excellent. you can. Top tier dogs in, in video games. Good. Okay. We should just look to the fucking can you pet the dog fucking oh, I, did about it. I did think about it. Would you say uh Cerberus from Hades would be a Animal companion? I wouldn't say you you you, you don't Doesn't travel come with, with him. you. Yeah. No. Oh, but he's. I re- it, I, it seems like Cerberus has been Zagreus's companion. It's just yeah. It's not your companion in that game. Yeah. 
so I don't think it counts because mm. we we don't get that companionship. We just hear about it. Mm. That's true. Um, like m- many horses pop up in so many yeah, horses. Yeah, like my was gonna be the red like your red dead horse. Yeah, and like I don't know if you play the game like a normal person, you generally have like one horse that you use yeah. or like two, but like you know one that you use until end game. Yeah. They um they, they gave me. They did that mission where they're like, "Oh, go! Th- we we caught this horse. Let's go sell it, or you can keep it." And then, s- so you have to either keep the horse you take into town, or mm. buy another one. Yeah. But I can't find the one that I was using before that. My my Tennessee Walker might be in the stable. Is it at the stable? Yeah. I'll go look at the stable. Mm. I want I want it back. Your stable's your garage for fucking yeah. Ah, okay. It's where I can get them a nice there. chrome paint job. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you can. You can make the the horn go bump, 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 bump. <laughs> fucking Saints Row. Give them a bulletproof horseshoes. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you train the horse to jump in front of you and and face all of their feet out. It's a weird dressage. I have a question which you're gonna hate me for asking. <laughs> should we should we answer our should we come in with our answers first? Um, um, do you have your answers? I was trying to sort of vamp a little bit so you can keep thinking. I got a, I got a, I got a one or okay. two. Okay, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna be good. Uh, Aragon. Sephira the dragon from Aragon. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to remember the name of the dragon? No, I just was trying to psych myself up to say Aragon <laughs> again for another question. <laughs> What's uh, the dragon's name? Sephira. Is it not Aragon? Aragon's the dude. Aragon is the person. Such yes. a shame. I thought Aragon's the dragon. Yeah, same. No, is the dragon. Why wouldn't you call She's the book She's blue Sephira. like a sapphire. No, I don't care. No one cares about the man. That's not why I'm reading Aragon. Yeah. I'm playing Aragon. You get to know a lot about the dragon. I don't dragon. care. No, I care about the dragon. I don't care about Yeah, you, get, you get to hear a lot about the... Because she, she talks telepathically to Aragon. You, there's discussions oh, That's cool. There. I love dragons. It's so fucking cool, dude. That's really June. cool. <laughs> Book three, when they have to separate for the first time in, since the since the start of the series, that's sad. And they're so sad. Do they still talk to each other if they're away? No, from they each can't. Other? The, the the link gets severed because they're so far apart. I don't want to read about a dude though if he doesn't have his dragon with him. It's got an interesting story. But if he doesn't have it, like his dragon with him, I don't want to listen. I don't want. I don't care. It's an interesting story. Okay, that first book rocks. Um, Trico from the Last, Last Guardian. Guardian. Um. I think we've spoken about the Last Guardian before, but like, he's good. Mm. He's b- he's really big, and he doesn't do what you tell him to do, which mm. is good sometimes. Well, you, you can you can decide to train Trico or not. Yeah, and if you oh, don't, oh, can you like do things and then pet Trico and then he does them more reliably? That's interesting. Yeah, because uh, I was talking to Reese about it because when I finished it, I gave it to him to borrow. Ah. And by the end of the game, he's like, the fucking thing never listened to me. And I'm like, did you train it? He's like, what? I was like, yeah, you got to like encourage it and do things with it and bond with it. And it will be more inclined to listen to you all the time. That sounds like Reese. And Reese is like, oh, I didn't do any of that. I'm like, yeah, well. Mm. Uh, so yeah. My, my, my question is, did Donald and Goofy count as animal companions? No. In Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. Absolutely not. But I mean, they're animals <laughs> and they're companions. <laughs> one's a duck and the other's a dog, kind of. They speak English. They are disqualified. <laughs> what does Sophia speak? Sophia. Yeah. 
mind speak. Mind speak. Mind speak in English. Um, yeah. Let's be clear. Sephira's representation in the game is not that great, but Sephira's just great. Okay. <laughs> don't know what that means. <laughs> no one else has played this I, game. I don't know what that caveat actually. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's not like the same. You don't create a bond with her in the same way you do, like, your Red Dead Horse and stuff like that. It's just she's a cool character. E question for next time. You want that? Are we done with animals? Epona's a good pick. What? Epona. Who? Epona. Zelda. Uh, who? Link's horse. Uh, Epona. Yeah. Zelda's an animal companion. <laughs> uh, yeah, is a good pick. Always, always a good horse. That's it. Um, have you? This is a question for next one. <laughs> have you ever hurt yourself playing a video game? That was Carrie's. Thanks, Carrie. You got it. I. Uh, my first thoughts. Listening to this is thinking of all the times right held on for too long going to the toilet i don't know why <laughs> every time it's my first thought when i hear that when i think or hear that question like that simpsons episode what or his bladder explodes yeah the yeah. one where like that that oh his kidneys explode yeah, kidneys, they, yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing the long drive and and grandpa in the back has to pee and homer won't pull over and they drive past the gigantic toilet yeah. <laughs> like the world's biggest toilet and like can we stop up and you're like no i just like <laughs> and the you just like Pop, pop. <laughs> yeah. You see the x-rays and the, there's like scorch marks in it, inside <laughs> of it where his kidneys exploded. It's a really nice episode because I think Homer gives him a kidney at the end and it's, yeah. like, it's, it's like a really, t- it's, a, it's a touching episode. Fuck, The Simpsons does that shit all the time. Yeah, they like they really expected. pull that. Like, huh? oh. <gasps> um, cool. Great. You had more games to talk about. Yeah, I do. You want to talk about them? I do. Thanks, June. You're welcome. This is my <laughs> podcast now. Uh, so last week we recorded our Paratopic uh, Game Spoilers podcast with special guest Ollie, friend of the show. <laughs> did you guys do that in person? Yeah, we did yep. that here last that week. Like yeah. yeah. So, uh, but before we all left, before Ollie and I left to come here, I said in Discord, I was like, oh, I can't wait to all play Apex together in the same room. That's what we did. So I brought Ow. my Switch and Aww. Ollie brought his Switch and Jeremy loaded up his Switch that and we all like sat on time. the couch together. Jeremy's on his nice big TV, which looks so fucking disgusting. <laughs> and Ollie and I handheld, all sitting side by side, and we fucking played one game and we won, and then we never played again. You won, <laughs> yeah, we've, yeah. We've, no, we've... you can't. You can't play it again. It you got to keep keep that high. It was easy too. <laughs> it was so easy. <laughs> like the last tee was, was like two people, and they were like so spread out. And they weren't coordinated. They were all playing on. We turned crossplay off. I think we did because no one plays on Switch. Well, yeah, it's also. More difficult on Switch. Yeah. There's also no no voice chat on Switch, so no one can like communicate aside from like the ping system is good, but like yeah. sometimes you have to say like, "Hey, I've cracked this dude," and they're running yeah. over that way or whatever. Like this last the last guy was this bloodhound who like jumped at who did the you know the thing where they like jump and they slide and stuff like that. They were doing all of that, but they couldn't aim fast enough to track me with all of their fast movement. So yeah. I was just like, nice. <laughs> uh, "It was very silly." So I just wanted to point that out. Um, it's gross. Yeah, it was really smeary. It was so. <laughs> I, I put you know, I put it on a fifty-five inch fucking TV, and yeah. it was ugly and muddy and. Ugh. Yeah, it was really gross. Um, something I'd been playing uh, when we recorded last time, but I hadn't finished. Um, I don't remember if I spoke about it or not. Did I talk about Marquette when I was here last time? It doesn't sound familiar. No, I don't think it had come out yet. I think it had two weeks ago. Because oh. it's off Game talk Pass. Talk about it's it anyway. Game, it's off. It's off. Not Game Pass. Uh, the other one. Yeah, the membership. Yeah. yeah. Plus, um, Marquette is an Annapurna game. Mm-hmm. 
came out on PS Plus. Love those. Uh, for PS4 and PS5, I think. Mm. Um, it's a puzzle game where you deal with nested worlds is the idea. So uh, the main conceit is you start... The, the There's a story wrapper on this, which is uh, this one guy reminiscing on this relationship he had with this person and the memories they shared together. It's a it's a bit naff. It doesn't go too deep, but it's it's voice acted well enough, and it's the the way it's told is through these sort of pretty drawings that draw themselves in front of you. It's quite nice. It's um Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, who's the who's the lady? Yeah, mm. uh, don't remember the guy's name. Nope. Uh, um, he's extraordinarily forgettable because she's quite good in this game. Yeah, it's a very standard relationship though. Yeah, it it's like I'm sitting like I've I've re- I've heard this, I've read this, I've seen this. Yeah. Um, but the gameplay, it's first person, you're walking around, you can pick up objects, you can put them down. But the main conceit is uh, you start out in this dome and the, the dome has like a, a little outside terrace that goes around it and there's four sections that go off the dome on each side on this side of each edge. So there's a section to the left and r- up and right and down. Um, and then inside the dome is a miniature diorama of the same area that you're in. So if you pick up a key that's like normal size in like your area and you walk into the dome and you place the key into the miniature, it gets placed into your world at scale, which means it's much, much, much larger. I see. So then you can use the key as a bridge. Mm. Um, then it becomes you You can pick up staircases and stuff like that. And then there's when you use the key as a bridge, what you can do is you can then leave your nested world and go outside of the dome as if you're leaving the miniature version that you're in, and then all of a sudden you're in this four times larger area. That's cool. It's really cool, and it's it, it's a really clever premise that is strong enough to take the whole game um, on its way. It's probably it's four or five hours, depending on how stuck you get with the puzzles. Mm. Now, the, the, the concept is fantastic. I think it's really well done. Some of the puzzles are really clever and really make you think, and they really give you that moment. Um, however... This game gives me uh, game designer's first game or like uh, first game out of out of game design school vibes yeah. in a number of ways. Yep. First of them was when I started up the menu, it was like uh, new game, continue and load game were grayed out, settings, credits. So, and I went into the settings that I always do first, fiddled around and stuff like that. And then when I came back, continue and load game were no longer grayed out. What happens if you press continue? I didn't. I didn't try that. Oh, like, I didn't. Should have done it. Uh, It'll probably just start a new game. Probably. Like that. Like. But what if it didn't? What if it played a different game altogether? So it's just like. <laughs> what if it resumed the previous game you played? Stuff like Zorg. Yeah. <laughs> Zorg. <laughs> Zork. Zorg. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's just like a. It's not a big deal, you know. But it's one of those little things that more um more developed games they iron out that bug you know yeah. that doesn't that doesn't make it past QA uh, I softlock myself in this game three or four times <laughs> one or two of those times was on purpose a couple of those times wasn't like for instance there's this uh so you basically you do the puzzle in the in the room and that involves going out to one area and you unlock one thing there and then when you go back out there's like a bridge and then you can use the bridge in a separate area. You do all the different areas and sometimes it's quite good. I, I really think the puzzles are quite good. Um, 
but there was this one this one zone. So in like the second level, you get these gems. And the gems, when you're holding them, unlock these doors of a corresponding color. So here there's this red spherical gem. When you hold it, you can walk through the red door. Um, there's this thing where you can't drop the gem while it's activating one of the gates. So you can't leave a gate open while it's open, which isn't really explained to you. It's just this arbitrary thing on there because otherwise you'd be able to break their puzzles that they've made for the level. Um, but what you can do... So I had... There was this house and to get into it, you needed the red gem. And when you... No, to get into it, you needed the blue gem. And when you got inside, you then needed the red gem as well. You moved the red gem inside the house. And then when you got the red gem outside, it was like, oh, I've got the red gem. But to get out of the whole area where the house was, you needed the blue gem again. And I locked it inside the house. So I had to go back in with the red gem. And I went in with the green gem. I'm like, how do I get this red gem out of here? I don't know how to do it. And then I don't remember the solution, but I was fiddling with it. And I was like, man, can I... Can I pick up the green gem, open the outside door and then like, or like not open it, drop it. It opens the door for me. Or maybe, maybe not. That might not work. But then what I did do is I picked up the green gem while I was outside. Red gems locked inside the house and I dropped the green gem outside of the playable area <laughs> and I couldn't get it back. <laughs> there was a time where I had this staircase you could move around and the final area of the zone was this church and it was a bit of a more abstract zone. And I'd kind of missed a couple of cues. And so I was like, oh, I'm not really sure what to do. Maybe I'll go check this area. And I got on this staircase. And this stair- this church was like really nice and pretty. But it had lots of holes in the walls. Like it was crumbling. Like it was rubble, but like frozen in time. Anyway, I got on this staircase and I like fell halfway down the staircase. And then I like climbed through this hole in the wall into the church. Locked inside the church. That level ends when you leave the church. But I couldn't leave the church. <laughs> uh just a bunch of random shit like that. And some parts yeah. of it were just really not polished. And some parts of it, at the end, in the final mission, I had to reload the whole level because there was this lever you had to pull that opened a door. But the door wouldn't open for me. I went around there for ages. I'm like, what do they want me to do? And it's just that the, the door didn't work. So this game, the way I described it frequently was it had high highs because the story and the... The story's okay. But the satisfaction of the... of the puzzle that gave you those aha moments really well. And that satisfaction was great, but it also was very frustrating quite frequently. Mm. Um, it would have made a good game spoilers game, I think for a, from a gameplay perspective, but it's too, it's so, it's, it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. It's good. Not Annapurna's best. I think it's maybe Annapurna's first major miss. I wouldn't say it's a miss. It's not a miss for me. It's just good. I, 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 I yeah. It's a, it was a miss for you. You didn't like it. Yeah, I got through the first like world section, um, and then I was like, eh. I didn't feel anything for the characters, and I didn't feel anything for the world or the puzzles. Yeah. Sort of, I sort of sat there with the puzzles. Like these are like, I'm not thinking about these puzzles. They get better. Some of them are quite interesting. Some of them, like I really had to sit there and go, like, okay, so you want me on this side of the fence but i can only get there if i'm small if i go outside the main world so how do i do that on this side without the requisite items and then figuring it out was sometimes it was just like oh it's just there like sometimes it wasn't the satisfaction of me figuring it out sometimes it was just like a seemingly obvious thing or something they thought maybe was seemingly obvious that i just didn't see because it wasn't something introduced to me very well but sometimes it was really good um Played Outriders, we spoke about that. I, I started Control. I didn't play too much, but I played an hour of Control. That game's sick. Mm-hmm. 
Like, there's this mm. whole inner monologue thing at the start, or maybe the whole game, which I had no idea about playing it. I'm like, this rocks. This is awesome. Doesn't it feel good? Yeah. Well? Like, the... It's so interesting. Like... I do want to... Like, I do want to f- play and, like, properly play that game, rather, because I think I've just played it at, at Jeremy's house. Mm. Um, but... Is the story good enough to, like... Mm. Can, it is. Have you finished it now? No, no, because I I restarted because I'm playing on PS5 now. I see. It's, mm. it's cool. It's it's weird. Yeah. And like they lean into that in yeah. a way that's really fun. Yeah. Um, it's 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 real good. It's real good. Perhaps. Remedy are really good. As it turns out, making video games. Yep. They've got this interesting thing. So I, you know, I remember when it came out like nearly two years ago now, and it had they were, they gave it that double A label or the, I don't know if critics did, did what yeah. they did, where it's like it's not super polished beyond you know out of its gourd it you know there's some animation like some of the animations are really jerky in between them um none of it's really that distracting but it's like oh okay there's a seam here that i can see you know there's a bit of a thing where they didn't put that much attention into it that's fine something i noticed was that the i feel like the facial animation is some of the best i've ever seen it's really good like it's it's like really really good it's like L.A. Noir good at times, or better. It's better than L.A. Noir. Well, no, but L.A. Noir in terms of how realistic it looks, yeah. like the texture quality was always crap in L.A. Noir. But the, it, the the way that the way the mouths move and the the skin, well, except when they're pulling faces, <laughs> but the way the way they move when they speak and move naturally, yeah, I found really impressive. It, and that's here in this game, but it's like paired with like really simple like body animations, like they're not really using their fingers very much or they're they're quite stiff in their in their body. Yeah. So I, it's interesting seeing that almost mismatch, but looking at their faces is like, ah, oh, this is really good. Mm. It's really good. Yeah. And playing on PS5, they give you the you know the performance version or the graphics version. The graphics version on PS5 is like full ray tracing support um, at 30 FPS, and it looks fucking stunning. So good. There's so many reflective surfaces in that place in the in the house. Yeah. Even just the polished wood panels on the walls, and then there's like the 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 tile uh, flooring and the ceilings and the concrete. But also all of the destructibility of like the desks and the way the bodies float through the air. And then when you kill one of the hiss, and it leaves that streak through the through the world. The design of this game is absolutely unreal. I, I, I've seriously only played an hour, but like I'm, I'm pretty blown away by it. The um, when when I was at PAX years ago, um, and like Nvidia had like the RTX showcase. Mm. Um, Control was one of the ones that they said that. <coughs> excuse me. Um, Control was one of the ones that they said like, yeah, like we didn't really expect this game to become, but now it's become one of our flagship games to show people the power of ray tracing. Yeah. Um, because they they implemented it specifically extraordinarily well. Mm. Um. Yeah, it, it's a it's a fucking gorgeous game. And when you like turn a corner, you look down a corridor, and it's just glowing red. You're like, oh fuck! <laughs> and the big text when you enter a new yeah, area. Yeah, absolutely. Avengers style or whatever. Civil War didn't Civil War? Yeah, so Civil War did it. Yeah. yeah. Control, control did control it better. Does it better. <laughs> yes, yes. Control does it better. Control does it like because it's because you don't know what it is. It's like what yeah. the fuck is like boiler room? Yeah, communications array. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty intense. It's very nice. Well, keep us updated. I will. Maybe we maybe we can play it on the telly and see it in actual 4K. I saw tracing. it. I've seen it on Jeremy's TV. Yeah. PS5. Yep. Yeah. Oh, maybe I need to see it. Um, 
And then last thing I've been playing is the final question mark. Binding of Isaac. Binding of Isaac. Uh, Isaac. DLC. Repentance. Um, what's your best impression of the beginning of that game? As what? in the, what's your best impression of the voiceover at the beginning of that game? Isaac and his mother yeah. lived alone <laughs> in a small house on the top of... I don't remember the rest of it. I skip it. <laughs> you you, you got to breathe the word mother, though. Isaac and his mother. My mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is the final DLC, right? It's interesting. They've been working on this for ages. And it was born out of this very, very comprehensive mod that was made when the previous DLC came out, which introduced modding tools uh, called uh, Anti-Birth. You know, going along with all of their, you know, it's rebirth, afterbirth. Antipasti. Antipasti, exactly. <laughs> so repentance. <laughs> repentance is the. Um, <laughs> repentance is the. Uh, dear. Uh, it's, it's the official folding in of that mod into the main game. Um, so it's no longer a mod, it's no jankiness. It's been brought in by Ed and his team and the and the developers of the mod as well. They brought them on to bring it in and also rebalance a whole bunch. Like they got like a couple of extra designers on, I think. And they went through every item, every mechanic of this game. Because there's like more than 700 items in this roguelike now. Like it's so big. It's been expanded upon so many different times. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, designers of the game, I, I watched an interview with um, Ed and the, you know, the developer and uh, Northern Lion. And they were talking about how, you know, the, the designers, they sat down with Ed and they were like, this is what this item's like definition is. And Ed's like, yeah, that sounds right. And they were like, this is what it actually does. And he's like, oh, that's not right. No, that's, we're not doing, no, that's, that's not right. We need to fix that. And so they just tuned lots of little things. Yeah. Some items function similarly, but, differently in other ways for example there used to be this um there's this thing you could do with uh like vendors that took health and gave you something in return so there was the demon bum who like stole health and if you played them enough times if you gave them enough health they'd ever give you some consumables or sometimes like a devil deal item so quite a good item um but what you could do is your invulnerability window when you got hurt was slightly longer than the cooldown of the demon bums like acceptance. So you could, if you were fast enough, you could give it half a heart and then play it again, give it another half a heart while you were invulnerable. Yeah. So sort of play it twice for the value. Uh, sometimes you missed it. So that's just gone now. You can't do that. Mm. You might be able to do that with some trinkets that extend, extend your invulnerability window, but you can't just like exploit that. Yeah. And the same with the stuff that gives you health and stuff like that. Some of the bosses, they've got like reworked character designs. Um, our dog's not interested in us today. I mean, we've had many much time with the dogs at the yes. moment. I wanted, I wanted another, I wanted another on on podcast appearance. Sniff. What do you, what do you reckon? Shh. What do you reckon? Oh wow, she didn't even care. Yeah. Amazing. Um, now I get to cut all of that out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's cool they've done all that that tuning for the stuff I don't know how I feel about all of it yet some of it's like oh that thing I miss being the way it was because yeah. that's kind of makes makes a game fun when you can break it in those ways yeah right? yeah no. for sure and like there are ways that have been set in stone for 
Five years was yeah. the last time Afterbirth came out. Yeah. Well, it's the only time Afterbirth. It was five years ago. It's like stamping a no fun, you know, that picture of so the no yeah, fun. Yeah, sometimes. Thing. Some of them are really sensible. That Demon yeah. Bum play one, it makes sense. You yeah. shouldn't be able to use it a bit more. So, And things have just been tuned differently across the whole board. But also, the amount of content that they added in with this mod pack and the amount of items they also added in afterwards is staggering. Like, there's more items that just do more, you know, tears up, shot range up, damage up. There's a bunch of items that do really unique and different things, though. I haven't found too many of them. Um, but the main the main thing is that it, it introduces this new path. So when you finish the first boss, you get shown this key door at the end. And so you spend a key and you can go through. And then you go down to this sort of second extra harder level. And that sort of runs in parallel to the original levels that you play in the main game. So as you're going down, it's like uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, it's like the downpour. As you go to the downpour, you're you're sort of concurrent alongside the main path, which is caves, and then you go to the mines, which you have to unlock with bombs, and then you go to the mausoleum, and all of that's in line with the 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 normal caves and the and the depths and the the womb and stuff like that. All of the extra paths, and it's so fucking hard. That extra path is so hard. And sometimes what will happen is you'll get there and you'll like barely make it with all of your health. And sometimes you'll be out of consumables and, as well. And to get down to the next levels of those harder levels, you need to spend more consumables. And you get there and you're just out. You're just out of everything. And you barely made it by the skin of your teeth. And so sometimes you just have to go down to, you have to go back to the normal floors. And every time I did that, I was it was like coming home. It was like all of the enemies had slightly less health. They were less difficult. I knew them, so I, I could dodge their bullets and stuff like that more easily. It was just like, oh, I could relax and I got my health back and 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 I didn't have to use all my consumables and I could just play it like this game that I knew so well. And I was like, all right, we'll go back down the hard path. And it was like, oh my God, skin of my teeth barely made it. And it's this really interesting thing. Um, because it's so new, I feel like I don't have the option. It's like, oh, I have a key. I'll go to the hard path. Even if my run is absolutely garbage. But the reality is you have the choice to take that hard path yeah. whenever you want. You don't have to take it to start with. You could take it later on. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating the way it does that. Um, but the other thing is they've also introduced new characters that introduce another, a number of things. I didn't unlock Bethany's. I'm not sure what her shtick is. But there's this duo pair of characters, uh, Jacob and Esau, I think. And when you play as those, you're playing as you – play, you, you control two characters at once. And if one of them dies, both of them die. <laughs> I remember it's this like, breaking your mind when you were playing it for the first time. You were like, what? Yeah, because... Make it you, super difficult. Yeah, it does. Yeah. When, you, when you enter a room, they're like side by side. Yeah. But you can hold control. And what control does is it means you control only one of them. The other one stays put. Yeah. And then when you let go of it, they're, they're in that same formation. So you can yeah. have them be like offset as you control around the room. Ugh. Which then, makes, then means you're trying to dodge with two people with the same movements at the same time which is like, holy fuck. They've got the one with less health has more damage. Um, and when you pick up items, only the character that picked up the item gets the item. Mm. So all of that a sudden... That sounds like a bad time. It's, it's intense. Yeah. Which so one's the main character? Pardon? Which one's the main character? I'm not having this conversation with you. There's <laughs> no main character. They're both the main character. So we were playing it the other day and Byron kept asking that question and it really sent me. I don't know why. <laughs> but we were playing it the other day and while I was streaming it and... Um, and, and I was like, man, this is so difficult. And Ollie was like, I noticed you've taken the hard path with this very new hard characters that you're playing. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you know, you could do the normal path that you're more familiar with. I'm like, I 
did not think of that as a possibility. <laughs> I did not accept that was an option. Um, it introduces so many possibilities for what you can do with that. Like there's just I there's so many possibilities for what you could do with those characters. It's so creative, and it's so implemented. Like I, I literally. Possibilities are so endless with what you could do with those characters. It's it's such an impressive mod. Oh, it's not a mod. It's an upgrade. It's an update. Um, yeah, it's incredible. I, this, so they've officially said this is going to be the last content pack for this version of the game. If they do more Isaac in the future, it's going to be Isaac Two. Yeah. Um, which is fair enough. This has basically been the same game since Flash version. Yeah. Um, which was like 2010. Um. Mm. So yeah, they've kind of put an end to it, an end, a, a, like a full stop on it with this really comprehensive pack. I think it's it's um it's really impressive. You don't there's not that many games like Isaac, not just in terms of gameplay, but also in terms of um like indie, like consistent success. You know, Isaac is constantly being played by tens of thousands of people a day. Yeah. Um, every day, so it's got this really unique hook in a way that mo- next to no other indies I think have. Um, and it's interesting to see it sort of have this full stop on it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what the um, public reception is to the, you know, what the hardcore fan base think. When the last DLC came out, they were like, oh, this ruins things and this is not good and they had to patch this and this is unbalanced. And there's less of that griping, I think, with this one. But some people are like, oh, you changed this thing that I knew. How could you? So we'll see how it balances out in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you kind of miss pre update Isaac sometimes in some ways I haven't paid I haven't played enough repentance to really be too familiar with it um, some of the updates are just great and it's like made what some of them are, were done to make over chosen items like less compelling or to make items that were similar more compelling so there's more of an option to choose between them sure but also they've just upgraded duds items you'd see and once you pick them up you're like why would I ever pick this up again yeah They've changed all of those. So there's a reason to pick up all the old items as well. I, I started a run with a character that gives you a random item and gave me the white pony, which is one you get from beating a specific boss. It gives you the ability to fly while you're holding it. And it gives you this like dash attack that sends beams of lightning from the sky. And it used to be that the beams used to be in four random spots on the map you wouldn't choose. They've changed it so that the beams are in a direct trail behind you, which means you get like 10 of them in the room. And you could just absolutely melt a boss. I won that run because I started with that item, which I would have considered fine before. But this was like, oh, this won my run. Yeah. So it's you having that freshness on literally anything, being like, I don't, rem- I don't know what this does anymore, or I need to see if this has been changed. Mm. It's fascinating. It's it's awesome. Um, it's a it's a really good injection of of intrigue and mystery into this thoroughly explored game. <laughs> So yeah, my uh, my Steam achievement track went from seventy eight percent complete to fifty two percent. That hurts. There's a lot to do. <laughs> um, so someone who has only played Binding of Isaac. Oh, you've only played the Flash version. No, no, you? no. I've, I've I've played the new one. Like I was I was gonna. I'm trying to remember. So the one that came out was called Rebirth. That's right. That's yes. so that was the redo that they did in 2014. Yes. Someone who's only played those two. Would getting the DLC overwhelm me to the point where I would have no idea what the hell was going on? No. No? Because Repentance is mostly made with content for endgame gamers in mind. So you don't see a lot of the Repentance right, content. Okay. 
when you're still unlocking floors when like so I shouldn't even bother with it yet you should play more Finish rebirth it, and if yeah. you like it then buy the DLC right okay it is an end game expansion it more end game sure I mean like I said it, it tailors all of those previous item balances I don't know if you get those I don't know if you get those in rebirth probably mm. not it tailors all of those already existing items but um the new floors and the new bosses and the new secrets is more for people who have already explored a lot of the stuff in there. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, if there's, if you like Isaac, it's just more Isaac. It's more content. If you've, if you want to get into it, play Rebirth, play it. If you want more content, get the DLC. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's cool. great. Yeah. Very difficult. How much is it? Repentance on its own is twenty one fifty Australian. Okay. You need to own all of the previous DLCs to own it, though. So you need right, the okay. bundle. Afterbirth was twenty as well, I think, and then there was Afterbirth Plus, which was I don't remember. So these on the Switch version? Not yet. It is coming. Okay. Uh, they the, normally they, don't release at the same time. The eighty dollars Switch version. It wasn't that much. How much was it? Fifty five, I think. I thought, it was, I thought it was like 70 bucks when I it came it was, out. I thought it was more expensive than yeah. that as well. I mean, maybe, but that was also like day one when the Switch came yeah. out. Like, cartridges were expensive. It's it's come down since then. Okay, that's good. Um, That was Afterbirth Plus that came yeah. out. They are coming out with a physical version of Repentance. Right. Cool. So, yeah. Um, How are we feeling, team? Maybe, good? Maybe, good? We'll, maybe we'll cut this out. I don't know. Do, you wanna, do we want to do the question at the end or should we just wrap this up? What was the question again? Was whether we should talk about Game Pass versus like physical games. Like I don't think that'll take too long, right? No, it was just if you're happy to do the conversation. Sure. Yeah? Yeah? yeah. Okay. Uh, we've just got a quick question at the end of that, uh, at the end of the, the episode here. Um, so I was at my work where we sell video games and there's a few indie games we sell there that, you know, get pressed uh, onto discs and cartridges. And they cost a lot more. Like Hades, for example, just came out. And it's like 55 bucks on Switch. And then I come to Jeremy's house to record the podcast. And up on his monitor is the Xbox app, which I see at home, but, you know, I don't really pay attention to. And in the Xbox app, I see uh, Descenders, which I distinctly remember. Uh, it was up, left. If I distinctly remember unpacking that yesterday, seeing how much it was, being like, oh, yeah, that's not a bad price. And then I come here, I'm like, oh, it's just on Game Pass. It's just $12 a month to have everything at my fingertips. The most helpful critical review for Descenders is, why? It reset my account and I had so much and then I hop on and it's all gone. Uh-oh. <laughs> One star. One star. <laughs> that's like when we played um, Astroneer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I won't mention it. Sorry. Um, mm. But I just can't help but think... Like, what is what is the future of physical media? And I mean, I know this is a well-spoken um, topic, but when you look at games like this, like Among Us is on Game Pass and all of EA Play is on Game Pass right now, mm-hmm. like Jedi Fallen Order and all of the Bethesda stuff they've just put in there. Like, what is the value proposition for buying those like 40 to $50 games that come out? That it's, are a, indies. it's a different audience, isn't it? That I think I don't know what Descenders is about. It looks like fucking BMX or something. Yeah, it's a mountain trail game. It's like I feel like kids would be more likely to go out and buy that physically than to buy it on have it on Game Pass. Maybe, maybe, and it's the thing of like 
um, you know, our internet he- here in Australia is still universally not that great, yeah. which is why I think that hasn't really taken off. Mm. But I just... Like, who's going to be for younger audiences and stuff? Who's going to be paying the Xbox Live subscription? Like, the parents? Like, what is what are the chances they're going to say yes to a membership fee? I mean, I you think... I, think I mean, I don't know what the kids are doing these days, but, like... Well, yeah. I mean, if kids are playing games, they might be playing Fortnite, so they're already they're probably already getting the battle pass. Yeah. But more than that, a lot of parents are quite familiar with subscription fees right now. Anyway, that's Netflix, true. Yeah, Spotify. All Spotify. Mm. So many different things. You know, with Google's extended storage and and your VPN, and all of a sudden you've got seven subscriptions: Skillshare and everything yeah. you get, Audible, everything you get, um, ads for on podcasts. Meundies. Exactly. <laughs> Meundies sponsor the podcast. Um, Blue Apron. Yeah, HelloFresh. Now this is just. I a haven't trivia. seen a HelloFresh. I haven't listened to a HelloFresh one on a podcast yet. It's always Blue Apron. Oh, you must. <laughs> <laughs> you simply must hear this. Um, I can do one. So I think HelloFresh. You want free sponsorship? Not, free. Not, not free. Not, not free. free. You not want free. Spon- you want send me ten dollars in the mail and <laughs> I'll talk about you on the podcast. In the mail and, and some fresh. <laughs> and I will say hello. Yeah, send me a free box and I'll um, I'll talk about it. scintillating offer. HelloFresh is really good. Sorry, go that's on. just free advertising. Not <laughs> <laughs> sponsored. Um, so yeah, I think some parents are more familiar with the concept and like with doing it, and with consoles coming out that are digital only now, um, mm. I think it's going to have a small, uh, well, uh, an increased push towards that stuff. I think. Also, sorry to have an opinion. No, please do. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> I think that maybe digital purchases. I mean, I don't, that's not true though, because I remember hearing people that it, it used to be at work and people used to talk about only buying digital games and they were, you know, 50 plus years old. But I feel like people our age who grew up having physical games and like going to buy, you know, like yeah. you're talking about that, that story about, I think it was Pokemon or whatever, and you're sitting in the car, like flipping through the manual for yeah. ages and ages. Like that, that special feeling is like, it makes you want to go out and buy a physical copy of the game because you have already, you have past memories about how exciting that was, right? Mm. But also manuals don't exist now. <laughs> yeah, but you know, physical Still. copies of the games, having it all on your shelf, that's just what you know. Whereas younger people growing up now, digital thing, you know, digital games are more common. So I feel like maybe they're going to grow up in a world where only really download games yeah. and stuff now. But I, I think... I personally like having games on my shelf. Yeah, me too. And, and you know, as I'm sitting in my room, I have a million games everywhere. Yeah. Um, I still own almost every game that I've ever owned um, physically. I think what it comes down to is... I think that there's two major factors. I think Xbox Game Pass is a, is an interesting one because when we look at Xbox Game Pass for the most part, and I think I I don't know the numbers on this. I would I would actually really love to know. I, I would love to know how many people are playing it on the Xbox compared to the PC. Yeah. Um. Because surely it'd be more PC players, right? I mean, probably. Mm. Like it's I, cheaper. It it it's cheaper. There are less games. Um, but there are more PCs. Th- and that's the thing. That being said. The percentage of people who own a PC who have Game Pass mm. is probably lower than the people who own an Xbox and have Xbox Game Pass. I think almost if you own an Xbox at this point, it is 
like a requirement that you'll get Xbox Game Pass just because of the value for money is just so, so high. So good. Um, And I think, you know, like we, we have spoken in the past about how PlayStation and Microsoft are playing two different games. Sony want to sell you games, whereas Xbox want to sell you an ecosystem and a service. Um, talking about the future of Xbox, I think that the Series S is where it's going to go in the future because that game, that console doesn't have a disc drive. And that is a very intentional thing to, sure, cut costs, but also to, like, cut out stores like GameSpot, like EB Games, like Amazon also. They don't need those stores now to sell you the games. They don't even want to sell you the games. They want to sell you that subscription. Yeah. And you can just play the games whenever you want. And I think that does wonders for um, for people who have lower income um, who can't afford to go out and spend $80 on a game. Um, and also for accessibility of like, I can try a game and realize I don't like it and delete it and not be any, n- not have to put any money into it. Yeah. Um, it does give you that paralysis of choice. Like I remember when like the NES classic came out, it was like, I kind of don't know what to play now. It's just, I just got like 30 NES games. What am I going to do? Or like the NES online and SNES online. Yeah. But, like, I, but I think that's kind of, that's kind of different because like, I think that's every time you get, access to a new library of things you look at it and go i don't know what to do yeah netflix too yeah. yeah whereas like you know uh when halo came to pc that was my choice made halo came to pc and it was on game pass i'm gonna play it there when disney bring out one division falcon winter soldier i'm not i'm not stuck for choice i go to their servers and i watch the thing um outriders is the latest example of the game side of that um i think physical media and and this is coming from someone who like i'm the only person i know who goes out of their way to buy 4k blu-rays yeah you're the only person i know too yeah and and i i truly do love them like for two reasons one because i am a physical media fiend um and i also like the best version of the thing that i want um which is why i buy vinyl it's why i buy 4k blu-ray because you get a hybrid rate in a 4k blu-ray than you do in a 4k stream in other words jeremy's a sucker I'm a I'm a man of leisure, <laughs> and and if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it right. If it makes you happy, oh, absolutely, matter. nothing wrong with being a sucker. No, if it means I can watch a show that I like on a good TV in good quality, then yeah, for it. yeah, <laughs> at your house, I'll happily come over to your house. <laughs> <laughs> and and I like to have the event of doing things, and that is that is fun and enjoyable to me. That being said, as someone who still goes out of their way to buy 4K movies and look for movies, I am now less likely to go out of my way to buy a Blu-ray that is owned by Disney because I know I can access it on the stream. And I have noticed how much less I am buying them now that I have access to all these streaming services. Because between the house, we have like four or five streaming services because individually between all of us, we we all pay for at least one. What's the one you don't have? Uh, Binge. That you don't want to watch NCIS? Uh, no. What else is on Binge? Binge has got like all the HBO stuff. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So the the Justice League re-release just yeah, came out okay. on that. Yeah. I didn't realize that was in Australia. Well, Binge is Foxtel. I see. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite recent. I see. It's also like we th- don't need any more. I can't afford it. Oh, well, here's the thing: you don't need them. Yeah. Um, but like you know, and I looked at. For example, I bought Genesis Noir before I realized it was on Game Pass. And if I knew it was on Game Pass, I wouldn't have bought it. 
that's happened to me multiple times because I'm an idiot who doesn't look at things before I buy them. Okay. I'm trying to remember what else happened. Uh, when I bought uh, when I bought Fallout seventy six, yeah, I went into work. You bought that, so I went into work because I went to buy it because the update came out, which added NPCs, and I was like curious, and I can go into work. Probably only like twelve dollars something. It was it? it was cheap. Yeah. It was it was like twenty bucks, and I can go in with my discount. Anyway, I couldn't use my discount because it was a code, and so I bought it anyway because I was too awkward to say actually I changed my mind, and I got home and I found it was free for that week anyway, and I'm like fucking goddamn it. And then it was on Game Pass anyway. And then it's on Game and Pass you couldn't now. Return it because it's a code. Yep. It was a it was a whole thing of me accidentally spending money. That was pretty funny. It was it was very funny. Um. Uh, like I, th- if I knew it was there, I wouldn't have bought it. And I still buy a lot of games physically. Um, Final Fantasy XIV on Game Pass next. Is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh my god! But you just bought you just bought it. <laughs> yeah. If, um, that would have been funny. That'd be a huge gate if they got that. Yeah, I was going to say, if, so if it big. was, I think I would start playing Final Fantasy fourteen. They've got so many Final Fantasy games on there now, though. They've got a ton. 7, 8, 9, 12, not the, not the remake, 15. Uh, 15 came off. Oh, shit. I think it, I think it's getting put back on again soon, but it came off last year. Uh, it's on It's on PlayStation Collection. That's fine. Well, like, but, but this is the thing, I think. The issue with Game Pass is that like you don't get to decide what comes on and what comes off. Yeah, no, of course. You're, you're at the whims of the licenses and the... And and that's the same in terms of Steam. Like you know, games can get rescinded. You know, like there's always there's that the the naysay argument for DRM is that well the company can just disappear and decide to like take your games. And I think for our lifetimes that's never gonna happen with Steam. That being said, anyone who bought games on Stadia, ooh, they're not gonna be there in a couple of years. Yeah, totally. Um, and with Stadia, there's no way to get that game off. You cannot download that game onto your computer and continue playing with cracks. You never had that game to begin with. Yeah. So, I think. The physical media argument will always be there, but I think the companies have a vested interest in not trying in trying to not continue it. We spoke last time about the PlayStation Three stores coming down. Yeah, like you know, the the price of PS Three games I haven't checked. I'm sure they've increased since that announcement, or they're at least at only full prices. Like I imagine there's no sale going on in the PS Three storefronts. Oh, sorry, I mean physical versions of them. Oh, right. I reckon since that announcement, like whenever any of those announcements ever get made, the prices of the physical ones always get increased a little bit as 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 demand gets increased. Mm. Um, and yeah, like, you know, they have said that you can still keep downloading your games on the PS3. That you already own. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you can't buy anymore. And if that was a subscription, it would be all gone, I guess. Yeah, basically, it's interesting. I, it just seems such like such a tough pill to swallow to ask someone to buy this indie game, and it, you know it's the kind of thing it's going to get cheap. That's the thing where physical media gets good, becomes good value is when it becomes four or five years old, and you could buy like five discs for twenty five bucks, and you just hang on to them. They've been updated, so all of the, the day one patches of in there, the day, you know, 1,000 patches are in there. Mm. Um, and then you can sell them back or you can share them with people. Like, physical media, it has a it has a place, but it, I imagine it's going to be quite difficult to justify, you know, like, indie games weren't able to be justified as physical media until that explosion happened in 2010 with Limbo and Super Meat Boy. Yeah. And then they came slowly after that, very slowly. And, I and it was think, so few still. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 a cost to print these things. It's a commitment, and I think they're going to be the first ones to die out as well. Once once digital media fully takes over, that they've been the they've been the last ones to sort of come along with it, and they'll be the they'll be the first ones to go. I reckon we'll always see FIFA on shelves. We'll always see Call of Duty. 
will always see whatever whatever live service Square Enix game they want to put out next. Yeah, like because <laughs> people also still want to buy gifts, right? People still yeah. want to give gifts as for Christmas. And also recently, I lent Out of Wilds to somebody because um, they wanted to play it. And, you know, like I went out of my way to buy a physical version of that game because it doesn't exist on, on PS4. I bought the limited run version. And it was cool to be able to say, hey, here's this game that you, were, that you asked about. You can now play it. And it feels more personal that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, the indie space is now going to find its place on services like Game Pass because they, like, you know, the hardest thing for indie developers to do sometimes is to find an audience. Mm. They have to get their game in front of as many people as possible. That's why people go to PAX to show off their games, to get, like, and then that's why they say, hey, wishlist us. So they will get, you know, like... boosted up in the algorithm. Yeah, they get boosted in the algorithms, but also the the consumers then still get a notification saying, hey, this game you wishlisted, it's out now. Yep. Um, Game Pass... what is that game? Yeah, right? (laughs) Like I wish listed this. Oh, I must have, I must know somebody who worked on this. Um, the Game Pass now was the lowest barrier to entry for that audience because it's already there. It is already so established. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's the you know, come for the Doom Eternal and stay for the Genesis Noir, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, like I've got the subscription. I might as well see what I can do with it. I haven't launched anything on Game Pass for two or three months now. I haven't. I haven't. Th- I haven't really thought more than once about canceling my subscription. Mm. And I should. I should just cancel it for a minute and then as soon as I want to play something, just re-up it. Like, it should just be that simple. They don't They don't want to make it that simple for no. you. There's no, like, turn it off button. You've yeah, got to I go still through, haven't like, cancelled mine and I haven't played it maybe a year. Right? Like, and it, it's only, like, four web pages, right? It's yeah. like, you sure you want to cancel? Yes. That's it's the like, problem with subscriptions. It's always like that with subscriptions, trying to cancel subscriptions. Yeah, they want you to stay. Yeah. I started Dragon Quest Eleven the other day because of a Game Pass. <laughs> I started Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, you know how crazy that makes me. You know how that makes me feel. I mean, <laughs> I wanted to start Dragon Quest Eleven as it, well. It's a it's a gorgeous looking game. Yeah, and it, it's fun. Yeah, from what I played. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to start an RPG now. No, you've <laughs> got, got an MMO RPG. I've to got play. I've got like an MMO and four other games I'm playing at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to start an RPG that is like a hundred hours long and a fucking Dragon Quest game. Mm-hmm. I started it the other day because it's on Game Pass. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't have gone out and bought it, but I played it because it's there. They already have my money. Yeah, no, totally. But that gives you such good value for it. Like, there's, there's no reason not to. And so many options. Minecraft on Game Pass? No. Dungeons is, isn't it? Dungeons, Dungeons is, is, but Dungeons not is. the main game. That is wild. Yeah. That is extraordinary. Yeah. Everyone owns it anyway. Sure, but like, <laughs> how many people do we get come into our work to buy Minecraft? Get a fair bit still. Yeah. Oh, kids. I wonder if Minecraft is part of the age bracket that doesn't use Game Pass. Well, because it's cheaper and because it's family friendlier, it's good for offline play. Which means it's good for people who don't have internet or it's good for families who are anxious about what games to get their kids because they don't want them to wah, 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 Sure, but Fortnite isn't that. Yeah, but for the families that are like, oh no, it's too violent. Or no, I don't want them playing online with other people. Right. Minecraft's perfect. Yeah. 40 bucks. 40? Yeah. Is that how much it costs now? That's its full price. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I do that every episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, 40 bucks in Minecraft is pretty good. It's pretty good. I paid less because I got it in the beta. Yeah, same. 
Pardon me, my alarm's going off. June, don't forget to get your jacket from outside. Oh, Jeremy got it for me. It's okay. Great. Thank you. Did no you worries. really set an alarm for that? I really did. That's really cute. Thanks. <laughs> Didn't want to forget. <laughs> I wonder how many hours I put into Minecraft, and I wonder how that value translates into time over money. Well, when did you buy it? Uh, twenty eleven. So you would have got the you would have got the beta discount. Yeah, fifteen bucks or something. Uh, like twenty five. I, th- I, th- I, I think it was it was twenty twenty five. I think I only paid twenty. I don't think I like paid twenty five. I don't remember. It was ages ago now. Yeah. But yeah. But like I, I wonder, I must have put five hundred hours into that game at least, maybe, yeah, maybe more. Easily, yeah. Like, I haven't put quite that much in. What's math? How do I how do I do that? Calculator. Remember okay. last time we did math on the podcast? <laughs> it took forever because I couldn't figure out what I was doing. No. I like oh, I'm trying I'm trying to remember what it was. I I I asked the question and I was trying to figure out. We were doing GameStop stocks. If how much how much <laughs> money would it cost? That's right. And and you were like. I was like asking, like, how much was it then? And you were like, this much. And then you were looking at me to do the calculation. And I'm like, what do I do now? <laughs> all I, right. all I, I did remember. was type in like 60 cents in a calculator and then I froze. <laughs> so Fuck, that was funny. Jeremy. Yes. Uh, at the rate you have uh, put the hours into the game, mm-hmm. it is equivalent to you having to need to spend five cents an hour for how much value you've gotten out of that game. Damn. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think my most played game is uh, Isaac. Of all time? How many hours? It's at like four or 500 on Steam, which is not very much for Isaac. But the thing is, I've watched Northern Lion play Finding of Isaac for maybe <laughs> as many hours. Count. Maybe as many hours. I, I have also watched a plethora of Minecraft Let's yeah. Plays when yeah. I was in my younger years. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you do it. Uh I was going to go on a tangent and be like, oh, you remember those YouTubers who just don't exist anymore? But let's not do that. Let's let's wrap this one up. Yeah, you don't want to Google them now. This was one I thought of the other day. I was like, oh, are they still going and have no viewers? That would be interesting. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. This is I, there's no, I don't think there's really any conclusion from this. We're just going to have to watch everything, you know, happen. <laughs> <laughs> watch it happen. But it's fascinating. It's fascinating nonetheless. Uh, thank you, everyone, for, for listening. Um, had a great time. Uh, tune in in a couple of weeks and we'll do it all again. Yeah. If you weren't here earlier, which you would have been, <laughs> I'm, I'm fried. I need some. I need some lunch. Uh, you can go to miniwealth.com.au to listen to this episode and previous episodes of the podcast and find our other podcasts there as well. Uh, you can find information about when podcasts go live on Twitter as well, if you like. Uh, the Minimap account is at MinimapAU. Jeremy's account is... At Obi-Wan-Jez. June's is... Jinez, G-U-N, underscore E-double-S. Also, I, uh, breaking news also, sorry, really quick. Um, oh, wait, sorry. No, you do that and I'll, I'll come with it later. Kerry's is KJ Palmer underscore 24. Uh, I, I've, heard, I've heard reports that Peter doesn't eat shit. Oh, yeah. I'm looking for a second source, but I'm, I, I I did hear that Peter Dutton actually eats shit. I'd believe that. Yeah. Is the source just? Hang on, ACOs here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. Or maybe we'll have a special guest on the podcast next time, Peter, Peter Dutton. Dutton. <laughs> um, and if not, I hope you tune in anyway. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and. Uh, Play us out, Jeremy. No, that's the wrong button. <laughs> oh, that got recorded. <laughs> button. It's playing, it's playing, it's playing, it's playing, it's playing. All right, there we go. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I hope we didn't blow your e-trumps out. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>